Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bill Baker. Hey, what's up? It's Jessica. And thank you guys so much for coming and listening to us right here on our podcast. Be sure to check us out Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. on Power 101.7. Tons of news and entertainment, prank phone calls, win huge prizes, question of the day with relationships, and so much more. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel and get notifications when we upload new content. Now let's check out another new segment on our podcast. It's Vargas. Live on the hotline, you might remember him from the FX uh, TV series, The Mayans, also Army vet, former U.S. Border Patrol agent, Vince Vargas. Hi, Vince. Hello, how you doing? Hey, good morning. It's Bill and Jessica Power 1017. You might have seen Vincent on the FX TV series, Mayans, also four years active duty in the United States Army, um, federal agent with the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, an actor, writer, producer, U.S. Border Patrol. First of all, thank you so much for your yes, service. Thank you. Everything that you've done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I mean, man, what what a uh, what a ride, huh? What I was going to say what a yeah. career, but you're 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 rolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we're not done yet. We're not done. <laughs> right, right. Well. For people who don't know, you got a new book out. Um, it's called Borderline: Defending the Home Front. Um, tell us a little bit about the book. Talk to us about because you were, like we said, uh, U.S. Border Patrol. Is, is that is that what the book's all about? Just talking about the the border yes. and everything going on, the craziness. Yes, sir. You know, I was watching what they do on the media, and they kind of created a narrative about the border patrol that I felt was unfair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I spent just under seven years as a border patrol agent, and I wanted to tell that story. So in this book, Borderline, I kind of write in chronological order of my career and my experiences as a border patrol agent and explain the complexities of that career field. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Since, you know, you were the, when was the last time you were down at the border? I'm down at the border right now. I'm in Del Rio, uh, oh. Texas, and I'm here to do some consulting. Wow. Oh, okay. Wow. That, that's awesome. I mean, you know, that, that's that's amazing. So, you know, this is like a very political issue. Um, and it probably shouldn't be a political issue, but it is. You know, uh, what? so if, if I'll throw out a couple things that some, I guess, narratives that I hear in the media all the time. Um, oh, it's insane and crazy, and we got wide open borders. What would you say to that? <laughs> uh, you know, that's obviously false. There is no Correct. such thing as a wide open border. Now, our border is hard to manage, and there is massive influx in different areas of the border. And in those influxes, that's what you see on the media. You know, those are tough to manage. What's happening is that these illegal immigrants are coming across, and they are seeking asylum. And, you know, the border states are doing their job as an apprehension. But the problem lays after the Border Patrol is done processing them. Uh, the policies that are put in place does have a system currently that does send them with a notice to appear and release into the United States. And so I think people are identifying that as kind of a open border. Oh, okay. I see. Okay, so people come through, you know, they have like their you know, papers or whatever. They come to the border. They go through the process or whatever to be. And, and then what happens? Like... You're just like, okay, you know, like... They're sent into the U.S. They're sent into the U.S. Like, have, well, a, have a nice a day. paper that has them appear to come to court? Right. So if someone enters illegally, they, these people are crossing the river. They're, they're risking their lives because, you know, whatever ideology they have, they want to come to America. 
When they get apprehended, we bring them in as border agents and process them. So we roll their fingerprints, we identify their countries of origin, we identify what they're claiming. So uh, it could be a political asylum, it could just be that they're coming here for a better opportunity. Whatever that is, the Border Patrol doesn't make a determination of their case. That is an immigration judge. So the Border Patrol then hands them off to ICE, and then ICE will determine whether they will house them in some kind of detention facility, or they will release them to the United States, meaning anywhere that they want to go or that they choose to, I guess, travel on their own until a later date that the immigration judge is able to see them. That could be five years, ten years. It could be two years. The problem with that is... No one's coming to court. No one's coming back to court. Yeah. Right. It's 3% has ever showed back up in recent years. Right. Got it. I mean, you know, because a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people hear so much crap in the media. I mean, this is this is a really good thing that it's you're a doing. Topic, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, as far as like uh, like administrations, let me ask you this: um, Do you find it? And I'm not. You know, I don't want to ask you. You know, who you vote for, or what your you know political side is, or whatever. You're just a per, you're just a guy that actually worked. You were border patrol. You were actually there. So. Does it? There was a previous. Do the different administrations make a difference? Yeah, has it made a difference between the last administration, this administration? Will the next administration, whoever gets elected, does it? Does the border change? Like the different things, like like your yeah. your job and all that. Does great it get? Question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it's a great question. You know, and what most people probably wouldn't wouldn't understand or believe is that. It does change. It changes dramatically through each different, uh, you know, president who, who sits in office. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, Democrat or Republican is more strict or, or so. You know, the Obama administration had very strict policies, and, and the Trump administration had very strict policies. Both of those uh, managed the border system slightly different, but still had enforced uh, serious uh, repercussions for entering illegally. Currently, uh, it's a little bit more lenient, and that's why we have the issues we have today. The, in South America and human trafficking organizations, they identify these loopholes. They identify these weak areas in our policy, and they exploit them. And that's why you see massive influx of immigration that we haven't seen in many years because they're being our, our little our little mistakes in our policies are are proven to be exploited. Okay, so what you're saying is is that now they're lo- a little bit looser. So, because a lot of people compare President Obama to President Biden, and they're they're like, "Oh, it's just like having an Obama back in." But what you're saying is, being part of Border Border Patrol now, a consultant down there, is that no, his the policies now are not like they were when Obama was in there. They were tighter back then, and now they're a little bit more looser, which makes our jobs a little bit more difficult. Is that is that accurate? That. Yeah, that's absolutely accurate. When Obama was in office, he had an operation called Operation Streamline during in the Texas area. That's where I work. Okay. Uh, in that operation, if you entered the country illegally, you were put in jail immediately for 30 days. The second time would be six months. The third time would be over a year. That created a massive deterrence for people wanting to even enter illegally in our area. So they would find another loophole or a weak point in the policy. At that time, the state of Arizona was allowing people to enter the country multiple different times before they would be detained. And so this is kind of this cat-and-mouse game that continues to fluctuate throughout the border. The trafficking organizations try and find loopholes in our systems, and they do. They exploit those. During the Obama administration and Trump administration, there was very strict policies and very um, severe uh, uh, repercussions for entering illegally. Currently, not so much. 
Okay. Wow. It, you know, I mean, I, I've learned a lot just in this couple minutes of talking to you. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, and and, yeah. and the media don't doesn't seem to doesn't doesn't you know hit on all these all these facts. <laughs> so interesting. Um, I'm, a couple of points that I'm seeing that's in your book uh, that I didn't even know. Uh, that I'm seeing here, it says Border Patrol has more agents of Latino and Hispanic heritage than any other race, debunk, debunking the myth that all Border Patrol agents are racist. You guys get that? Um, you guys get that? Like um, that? That, uh, that, like that that stereotype? That stereotype that that Border Patrol's racist? Yeah. I've never. I, I don't know if I've heard that one. Oh yeah, that's a big narrative that's being pushed. You know, on one side of the argument, uh, you know that that we you know we're inhumane that we're treating them inappropriately. All these arguments are false. You know, this job is a very complex job, and we wear many hats uh, during our career, meaning some days is a humanitarian mission. A big part of the Border Patrol is safeguarding human life. We need to safeguard people who are attempting to cross illegally because they don't even understand sometimes the dangers because they're manipulated by trafficking organizations. Well, that's- the Del Rio sector alone. I'm sorry, uh, the Del Rio sector alone, where I'm at now, lost close to 247 individuals attempting to cross illegally. That's unfortunate, and we don't want to see that. So we do our best to safeguard those lives. Well, that was my other que- that was my next question. Another narrative that the media likes to push, and certain politicians, I'll say, you know, they love to say, "Oh, drugs are pouring in, drugs are pouring in," you know, for the border. W- what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean. When you use terms like pouring in, that's an exaggeration. Right. Uh, is there drugs coming through the border? Absolutely. This is, yeah. this is a fact. But people use these terms to almost, uh, you know, fearmonger the reality. The, the drugs are definitely coming in. And, yes, fentanyl is a, is a big one. And that's a big part of what, what's the problem with our, our, our borders that we have to enforce. And we have to have more um, technologies and tools to do our job better. And so, yes, drugs are coming in through the southern border. That is a fact. Uh, using the word pouring is almost seems as if like there's no stopping it. There's right. thousands of drugs that are apprehended daily through customs and border protection. And, 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 you know, the Border Patrol is the number one agency for stopping the drugs that come to this country. Yeah, wow. I mean, you guys, you know, wow. they do a Border Patrol. You guys do an amazing job. Um, what would you say, and I know this is like a very complex question um, that could, you know, you could take an hour to answer if you really dove into it. But, you know, in, in uh, 30 seconds, what would be, in your opinion, like, how, how do you fix this? How, how do you, you know, I guess improve? I guess, I, you know, who knows, like, the, the end-all fix. But how do you, how would you personally, like, the first or biggest thing you would do to improve the border? Yeah, so, the, the, you know, this isn't a one plus one equals two question, but I, I'm going to do my best. So it comes down to we have to create uh, some kind of repercussion for entering illegally. People have to uh, not want to come illegally and do the process legally. We also have to identify all the different areas that are challenging in our immigration policies, and that is how long it takes to become a citizen legally. We also have to address educating our southern countries to tell them how not to be manipulated by trafficking organizations. And so there's a long list of things we can do to approach this and fix it, but it all comes down to enforcing policies that actually, uh, you know, it actually deters people from entering illegally because they will seek, uh, you know, detention if so, because they're breaking a law. And we also have to manage our border systems, our, our walls, our, our, our technologies. All those things help the border folks do their job in protecting our nation. It's, two, it's a two-pronged approach. It's homeland security and immigration. 
how well do we want to how well do we want to be secure and how well do we want to continue to be the land of opportunity and allow immigration and so we have to answer both those questions simultaneously and the book goes deeper into that I, I really, really hope people take the time to read it because it will explain a lot of that. Wow. Vince Vargas, uh, your latest book, Borderline, Defending the Home Front. Uh, people can pick it up everywhere. Yes, they can. You know, Audible, I'm, I'm reading it with my own voice. So that's another one that people are excited about. Very good. If people want to follow you on social media, you on socials? All over the place. It's Vincent Rocco Vargas. You can find me anywhere. All right. Hey, you should do a pod- Did you do a podcast? You should do a podcast. I do. I, I, I do. My podcast is called the, the Vinnie Rock Podcast. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Hey. Vinnie Rock Podcast. Thank, we learned a lot today. Thank you so much for checking in, my friend. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care. The Voice Radio Network.